0: Love Talk Radio.
1: God is my soul.
0: He's my provider. God is my
1: soul. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians speak, is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. My God
0: shall supply Don't because Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome again to One Christmas Speak Talk Radio. Today's broadcast is Kingdom Principles. Kingdom Principles. Pastor Cleo Malone Jr. is, but this Malone Juniors, but this He's continuing the series on the building a, a word culture life. This will be part three, and I believe that he's telling me that this will be the final um, part of the series here. So, if you are listening, or you have someone that. Uh, they can benefit, please share the link this on social media or you can go to Vlog Talk Radio and uh actually when Chris is speaking, you can listen to the broadcast there too. Amen. So we can go ahead and get started. Uh Pastor um, Malone, are you with us today, sir?
1: Yes, sir, I am.
0: Okay, awesome. Bro. awesome. Good it's good to have you, Pastor. Thank you for coming on today. So we're gonna go ahead and just turn everything over to Pastor Malone and um go ahead and get started. Pastor Malone you can you have the floor sir
1: uh, thank you good evening everyone. <clears throat> uh thank you for this opportunity to share share the word with uh, with God's people um uh, I want to get right into it this evening um uh, <clears throat> this is the final uh blessing this uh on this series of uh building a word cultured life um you know we started off uh back in January. Um, and we talked about, you know, uh, getting your identity in Christ right, your identity in God right. And we looked at some scriptures over in, in the book of Genesis and, and very familiar passages of scripture, of, you know, uh, of God. And and, and, and uh, when he talked about uh, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, um, and, and how do how do we identify ourselves? Um, so we talked about that. Um, we spent some time in the Book of Luke, um, Luke chapter one, uh, with Zacharias and and understanding how powerful words are. Um, Proverbs six and two says that you're you're snared by the words of your mouth, taken by the words of your mouth. So you know, uh, I can remember as a youngster coming up. Uh, you know, my grandmother telling me, "Boy, your mouth can get you in trouble." You know, and my 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 peers and my my uh, uh, classmates and friends uh, would say something slightly a little more harsher, and I, I won't I won't say what they said, but uh, it was similar to you know, "Don't let your mouth write a check that your back said I can't cash." So you know, you got your words are very powerful. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, some of the things that uh, that your words uh uh reveal about you and I. Our language will locate us. You know. Uh a lot of times peop well, people don't know <laughs> uh your level of intelligentsia or, or lack thereof, uh, a lot of times until you open your mouth. <laughs> the moment you open your mouth you reveal, you know, uh who who you really are. Uh, in terms of what your, what your thought life is and, and so forth. And, uh, so we talked about that. We talked about words will let others know what your belief system is, how you think. Uh, your words will reveal your character. Uh, how do your words reveal your character? You know, you say one thing and then you do something else. We talked about, uh, what you do in private is what's going to show up in public. It reveals your integrity. Uh, you know, do you do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it? Uh, you know, when I was coming up as a youngster, you know, men used to say this. and They used to say, my word is my bond. You know, that's what I have. If I tell you I'm going to do something, that's what I'm going to do. If I tell you I'm not going to do something, that's what I'm not going to do. You know, your words portray honor, you know. You can say words out of your mouth about an individual that shows great honor for that individual, or you can say words out of your mouth that display total disdain for someone. Uh, it is your know, humbleness. You are you know, your words. You can speak from a from an arrogant position, you know, where you sound very arrogant, or you can speak and be very humble. You know, uh, trust, trustworthiness. Are you, are you trustful? You know can 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 you can people depend on you uh, we talked about you know to build a word culture life uh you must first know who you are based upon how God views you and not how the world views you. How do you see yourself? do you see yourself fearfully and wonderfully made as the word says that you are, or do you see yourself the way someone has portrayed you or maybe a family member has has told you that you 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 you're gonna you're never gonna amount to anything. You're gonna be just like your, your 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 daddy. You're gonna be just like your mama. You're gonna be just like your grandparents. You know, uh, your, your your daddy was a drunk. You're gonna be a drunk. Yeah, the, the, is that what defines you? Is that what turns you into to who you turn out to be? So words. Um, we talked about the key to understanding who I am is to understand who God is. You know. How can if God is the creator of man, which he is, make no mistake about it. And he's created me in his image and in his likeness, then I should wanna know who the creator is. I would wanna be intimate intimately involved, uh in, in with the Creator so that I can get a better understanding of me. Because one one scripture in the Bible says, "As he is, so are, so are we in this world." So if I'm going to be like him, then I want to know about him, you know. And so it it so the key to understanding who I am is understanding who God is. So we talked about that. We uh, we went into some scripture references, and like I said, we spent a lot of time in, in the in the first book of Luke um, talking about Zacharias and. And how, when the angel Gabriel came to him and and gave him a, a prophecy about his wife and and you got to understand that this isn't the first time that 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 god uh uh had an elderly an older couple uh uh get come forth with a child you know um, Sarah was barren didn't have any children, you know. And she was very, she was, she was up in age when she had her, had her first child, you know. And so here you are, Elizabeth and, 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 and uh, Zachariah, they're elderly. He even said so. You know, how, how, how is this possible, you know? I am, and then he told him who he was. I am. And whenever you use those words, you got to know, God used them first when he told Moses. Moses said, well, who should I say sent me? It's yeah, surely the people who want to know, know who you are. And he said, "I am that I am, and so <clears throat> if he is, then I am as well so so now he, he says, I am, I am old, and my wife is old, so now he's identifying himself with age, and God does and, and identify himself with time, and God doesn't live in time, God lives in the eternal now, right now, and so now he's talking he's talking against what the what what the angel is prophesying over his life, and his words are so powerful that if he keeps putting his words on this thing in unbelief then then he has the his his words have the power to block what God's trying to do in his life amen, and so we found over in Hebrews chapter four, I believe it was and around verse two where it talked about there's, a you know, there's us and then there's them and all of us, you know, we've heard the gospel, talking about believers, you know, we've heard the gospel and there are those that hear it, but then it has no power in their life because they haven't mixed it with faith. So you're either going to believe or you're not going to believe. And see, I can be saying all the right things. I can be saying I'm healed, but I don't believe it in my heart. Now it's just confession, with no with nothing to back it up. So you you got to have that you got to have that word that, and then you got to put it with the belief to back it up, amen. And we talked, you know. So here we are tonight, and what I want to get into tonight, <clears throat> I wanted to bring you up to speed to where where we was in case you hadn't had the privilege of of uh, of uh, hearing all three lessons or, so far. Um, so I wanted to bring you up to speed to where we are. We discovered in Proverbs 18 and 21 uh, that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So you can say some things. I can remember growing up and, you know, my best friend, uh, we were doing high school days, and, uh, you yeah, know, I remember going to, we were going to, my grandmother allowed me to go to a concert, and, and uh, you know, <laughs> and we were going to this guy. Kind of, I had to be, I guess, 15 or 16 years old, and uh, he's, he comes and he picks me up, and we're driving, riding along, and <clears throat> we're on this dirt road. <clears throat> Pardon me. And, the, uh, and he wasn't, I don't know that he was speeding, but, you know, the car starts to slide. And here's what he said. He said these words out of his mouth. He says, one of these days, this is how I'm going to die. I'm going to go around the curve, and I'm going to lose control of the car, and this is how I'm going to die. You know, we went off into the Marine Corps together. We were supposed to go off into the Marine Corps together. We joined at the same time and went, it was going to go in on the buddy system. And a week before we were to go into boot camp, he injured his ankle really bad, and he couldn't go into boot camp at the same time that I did. And to make a, you know, to make a long story short, you know, I go in, and you know, I'm, I'm in the Marine Corps, and about a year later or so after his ankle heals up, he goes into service and uh I get a call one day that uh that he was killed in a car accident. And it was him and four other people in the car. And he was the only one that perished. Uh, and it really hurt hurt me a lot. Uh I, I those are those in, and as you get older and you start to put these things together and and I'm, you know, I just know, I, I know what the word says and I know how powerful words are. And then I look at this scripture that says death and life is in the power of tongue. What are you saying about yourself that does not align with the kingdom of God and aligns with the kingdom of Satan? What are you saying out of your mouth that, that's, that's not aligning with the kingdom of God and God's will for your life? But it is aligning with the kingdom of Satan and Satan's will for your life. You gotta get your words right. You know it's so easy to be fashionable. It's so easy to to say things that sound cute and 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 in our own thinking. You know ah, it's, it's innocent. It's 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 just in. It. I'm you know I'm saying something. I don't really mean it, but it's it's innocent. But now you keep saying this thing, and that's what's getting in your heart the bible talks about that the bible says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so you you you're learning you're being trained you're learning in a system that does not align with the will of god so now you're saying things that don't align with the will of god again because it's fashionable and it sounds good you know i'm so broke i can't pay attention and you keep saying that and and truly your finances don't look good but now you're saying something that's contrary to the word of God. Because Philippians, I believe it's 4:19 says that but my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. But you're saying I'm so broke I can't pay attention. And you're saying things that are, that are diamet or would say things that are diametrically opposed to what the word of God says. Now I'm saying something, I'm professing something out of my mouth, and remember I talked about the principle of sowing and reaping? I'm sowing a seed that there's going to be a harvest from. Your words. Your words I see. You're saying things that you really don't want, but you're saying things that are producing the things that you don't want. And so we have to start we have to align our words with the with the word of God and get our will in alignment with his will so that now we can see the manifestation of the things that we truly want to see in our lives. Man, I'm sick as a dog. <laughs> and you say that and now you're you're saying everything that ails you and you're not saying anything that heals you. Let me say that again. You're saying everything that ails you, but you're not saying anything that heals you. And then you then we wonder why we're not getting the uh, the uh, the manifestation of God's glory in our life, relative to healing, because we're constantly talking about the problem. Our, the problem that it becomes the focus, and it becomes so big that now my, my thoughts and everything is focused on the problem and I can't focus on the promises of God. And I should be more focused on what the Word says and what God says and what the promise says than what the problem is. James 3, 5 uh, in the Message Bible says this. It's 3, 5, and 8, actually. And it says this. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, like it doesn't have any weight. I don't really mean nothing by that. But if you keep saying it, then it's getting into your heart and into your belief system. But it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. So if I know my words that I'm saying out of my mouth can accomplish nearly anything, I'm going to say what I want to see. I'm going to say what I want to see. I can't keep saying what I see. What I see is my bank account is broke, is low. What I see is my money is funny and my change is strange. That's what I see. What I see is, I have this illness and this infirmity in my body. That's what I see. But what I want to see is what I'm going to be saying. I know what I see. That's why the scripture says in in, in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, it says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. See, I can't be moved by what I see. i got to get the word in my heart for now what I'm saying out of my mouth is what's in the abundance of my heart. Now I'm in agreement with the word. The book of Amos uh, uh, three and three says, how can two walk together unless they agree? How how can how can I walk with God? How can I say I'm walking with God and what I'm saying does not align with what he what is he saying? That it it doesn't work. You 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 can't you know a married couple won't be married long if there's no agreement. You get married, it's it's all about love. You're on this on this emotional high. This this you know you you're excited. You, you think that you you found the one for you, and all of a sudden, two worlds come together, and the two worlds that come together. She was raised one way, he was raised another way. And now this fight comes on of who's going to have superiority. And now my way is better than your way. And now there's a divide, there's a split, because there's no agreement. But what has to happen is these two worlds come together together. And now we have to blend these two worlds together, and there has to be some compromise. There has to be some agreement. There has to be uh, the two coming together and saying, okay, I know you come from this background, and I came from this background, but we came together because we saw something in one another, and now we want to make this thing work. So I'm going to take something from here, we're going to take something from there, we're going to put this thing, and we're going to build our relationship and then if I build it on the foundational principle of the word of God, the gates of the hell cannot prevail against it. Amen? Amen. So that's a little of the backdrop of, of where we are uh, uh, up until this point. And what I want to get into today is some, what I believe are the, the three main ingredients to building the word culture life. That's what that's what I want to get into today. Uh, I want to use my time to over the next 20, 25 minutes or so to to really dive into this and uh, and hopefully uh, the prayer is that uh, you know I know this is the word that God has given me, so I, I hope that if one person gets it, if one person gets it, then 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 we've accomplished what what God has set us out to accomplish. Uh, The Bible says if if one person, if one is converted, all heaven rejoices. You know, if you got got 100 people in a meeting and the word is gone for, and one person comes forward to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives, the Bible says all of heaven rejoices over that one. So turn in your Bibles. Your electronic devices, tablets, iPhones, uh, cell phones. I'll turn to with you to uh, Luke chapter six, and we're going to look at verse 46 uh, down to verse 49. Luke chapter six, verse 46. And the three main ingredients. I want to. I want. Let me give those to you now. And, uh, and then we're going to give you scripture references to back those up, and we're going to expound on it a little bit, and then we're going to close this thing out this evening. Amen? So the, the three main ingredients to building the word culture life, the three main ingredients to me in life uh, as a believer, uh, number one, is to make Jesus Lord. <clears throat> now, understand this. Whether I make him Lord or not in my life, Jesus is Lord. Make no mistake about it. I, 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 can't, I can't make him something that he already is. What I can do is when I say make him Lord, I can allow him to be Lord of my life. Amen? I don't want nobody sending me no emails and uh, texting me or anything like that saying, oh, Jesus is Lord. You can't make him anything. You're right. Jesus is Lord. All right? Number two, you got to deny yourself. You have to, we have to submit our will to his will. I'm going to give my pastor credit for this, uh, and then this would be, now I'm going to take it as my own. But something he said was so profound to me. He said this. He said that the day that you and I receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of our lives, we fortify the right to do life on our own. All right, let me, let me make it personal just for me. The day that I received Jesus as Lord and Savior of my life, I fortified the right to do life on my own. See, I can't do life on my, on my terms and say that Jesus is Lord. I made him Savior. A lot of us have made him Savior. We've gotten fire insurance, <laughs> but we haven't made him Lord. When you make him Lord, now you submit unto him. Watch this. Look at look at uh, look at uh, Luke chapter six. Luke chapter six, and we're gonna go down to verse forty-six. And if you if you study that 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 out, uh, forty-six. Where we go? Here we go. Luke 46, and I'm reading out of the New King James Version. i like to tell you what version I'm reading out of just in case when I'm reading the scripture, it doesn't align with what you're looking at. You might be looking at the NLT or NIV or King James Version or some other version, and I just want want you to know what version I'm reading out of because we're going to get to the same place. Amen? Verse 46 says this, but why do you call me Lord, Lord? and do not the things which I say. Whoever comes to me, verse 47, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. All right, here we go. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it for it was founded on the rocks. Look at verse 49. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation. (laughs) Who does that? Against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin ruin of that house was great. Man, there's, there's so much in in this in these passages of scriptures that 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 are so profound, one of the first things I took out of this when it was talking about this foundation on a rock, and then it said uh, the latter part of forty eight it says, "For it was founded on a rock." When all when when all these storms and these winds and this rain and these floods beat up against this house, the house stood. Why? Because it was built on it was built on a, founded on a rock, and I and I, I looked that up and I saw that was it. Say, the word of God is the rock solid foundation to build your life upon. Let me say that again. The word of God is the rock solid foundation to build your life upon, and that's what it's talking about. It's talking about a man. You're talking about two men that hear something. They hear things differently. One hears something and obeys it. The other hears something and just sweeps it under the rug and says, ah, I can do it this way. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, it says, there is a way that seems right to a man. There is a way, singular. There's, There's a way that seems right to a man. But the end of those ways are death and destruction. So there's a way, but then there's multiple ways to death and destruction. You make a decision. You make a choice that doesn't align with the doesn't align you with the Word of God. And now you're saying things that don't align with the Word of God. There, you're opening the door for Satan to come at you in multiple ways to take you out. That's why it's so important to build build your life upon this rock. Build your life upon this solid foundation. The Word of God. Jesus talked about his in the passage. He said, "My word is not grievous; it's not burdensome; it's not hard. It's hard because we make it hard, because the world system seems so enticing, so glamorous, and it feels good. And see, when you live by your feelings and your emotions." And your five physical senses, that's what gets us in trouble. That's why the scripture says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Sight being a symbolism of our five physical senses. Amen? So make Jesus Lord. He says, why do you call me Lord? Lord. Emphasis, Lord, Lord. And do not the things I say. How are you gonna call him Lord and say he's Lord of all? But then when the pressure comes on, you will enfold we will unfold to the pressure and we don't exalt him as Lord. He's either He's either going to be Lord of all or not Lord at all in our lives. God is not going to participate in our messes. He's not. He's not obligated. The Bible says he's not the author of confusion. Then if he's not the author of confusion, the only author of confusion is us. We create the chaos in our lives based on decisions and choices that we make. We do. You have an opportunity to walk away or to put your hand in it or put your mouth on it. You have an opportunity to walk away and say nothing or put your mouth on it. My grandmother used to tell me all the time, she said, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. If you don't have any kind, no, nothing kind to say about this person, don't say nothing at all. Don't put your mouth on them. And we do it all the time. And I I found that it's 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 prevalent and 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 horrible in the body of Christ. We talk about each other. We belittle each other. And then we talk about each other not only to each other, but around non believers. Brother Further, enhancing their belief that we're hypocrites. Love you, man of God. Love you, woman of God. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And then you turn around and you say, and you're saying dishonorable things about that person. Like, like we got it all together. (laughs) We got it all together. Ain't nothing in our lives. Right? Right? Amen. So we want to make Jesus Lord. We want to allow Jesus to be Lord in our lives. We want to submit to his will. Submit. Our lives can be founded upon this solid foundation, this foundation that's on the rock, on this rock-solid foundation, that when the storms of life come, we don't fold we're not we're not as it says uh, the ruin of that house was great. why because we're founded on that rock. that's when we make him Lord when we choose to live life the way we want to live it, now we become subject to the things of this world. Jesus said this because i don't I don't want you to get that. You you and I will not have challenges in life because we will. John 16 and 33, uh, Jesus says this, in this life, you're going to have some tests. You're going to have some trials. You're going to have some temptations. He said, but be of good cheer. Why? Because he has overcome them all. Okay. Then if he's overcome them all and I'm submitting unto his will, the challenges are going to come, but my house is going to stand. <laughs> the weapons are going to be formed. The scripture tells us, no weapon formed against you. No weapon formed against you. It did not say the weapon wouldn't be formed. It didn't say it. It says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And the reason the weapons are prospering against you is because your belief, the word that you've received has not been mixed with that faith that puts you in total reliance on the Father and his Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen? Number two, deny yourself. We have to learn to deny ourselves. Well, what does that look like? I'm glad you asked turn with me to the um to matthew sixteen matthew sixteen y'all all right i heard i hear i can hear you say yes <laughs> uh matthew sixteen and let's look at verse number twenty four verse number twenty four and i'm gonna read down to verse twenty six all right and we're talking about the main ingredients to building in the word culture life. Make Jesus Lord, deny yourself, and be led by the Spirit is number three, if I didn't say that already. Make Jesus Lord, deny yourself, be led by the Spirit. Making Jesus Lord, the scripture reference that we use is Luke 6, 46 through 49. Denying yourself, we're going to look at Matthew 16, 24 through 26. And I'm going to back up uh, slightly because, well, let me, let me set it up this way on deny yourself. So Jesus had been with his disciples, and he had asked them a question, I believe, around about verse 13 or so. And he asked them, he says, uh, when he came, he says, uh, who do men say that, that I, the son of man, am? So Jesus is is, is you know, asking his disciples, and he's doing it for a reason. He's taking them down the path, and he's doing it for a reason. He's asked them who do the men say that he is, and they gave him some answers. Then he said, okay, all right, I got that. Well, who do you say I am? And Peter spoke up. I love Peter. He, he spoke up for the whole group. He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and Jesus says, well, flesh and blood didn't really reveal that to you. And see, when we're getting a word from God for our lives, I, I want I want a rainbow word. I want a revel, I want word that, that has revelation attached to it, where I can, I can grasp this thing and I can understand it because the only thing that you and I get to keep in life is that which we understand. If you don't believe that, get you a boatload of money with no understanding. I promise you, you won't have that boatload of money very long because you don't have no understanding of money. The main reason that relationships typically don't work is because there's no understanding. Agreement, understanding. Ain't <laughs> no understanding. The reason you don't keep your job is because you haven't gotten a revelation of understanding of what your responsibilities are, and then you won't act and do them at a very high level. You know, you show up to work late. They gave you a schedule. They say, hey, you be here such and such. These are your hours to work. And every day you show up late. And you think it's okay. Well, I was just just two or three minutes late. But there's a pattern. There's a way that seems right to a man. But the end of those ways are destruction. (laughs) Now you're getting fired and you all, now it's their fault. It's everybody's fault but, but mine. I'm pointing the finger out, and I got three pointing back at me because it's me. Hallelujah. Verse 24, Matthew 16, then Jesus said to his his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Now, how did we get here? Jesus had given him the key to the kingdom and, and and all and he went on to tell them about, you know, he was gonna be betrayed and his his death and burial and resurrection. And Peter told him in verse in verse number number uh, twenty two, then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, rebuking Jesus, saying, Far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. In verse twenty three, Jesus said, But he turned to Peter, he turned and he said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. You, you, you're trying to put a stumbling block in my way. For you're not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. You, we, these traditions that, that we have and, 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 and so forth, man, that ain't God. And Jesus, you know, after, after he rebuked them, <laughs> He came back and he loved up on him. He said, listen, anyone who desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Verse 25, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What price would you pay for your own soul? <laughs> That's one of the most challenging things in making Jesus Lord. Is we don't we 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 won't we don't deny ourselves, you know. You have an opportunity to turn the other cheek. But your feelings and your emotions and your senses won't allow you to. Now you clap back. You had an opportunity. The spirit of the living God was telling you, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. And you open your mouth anyway. And it got you in all kinds of trouble. Because you won't deny yourself. Your husband just said something to you that, "Ah, man, just put you on 1,000. And you had an opportunity not to clap back, not to say something back and meet him where he is, but you chose not to. Because my feelings are more important to me than honoring God. My feelings are more important than honoring God. My feelings. You ain't going to talk to me like that. Oh, no, no, you ain't going to do that to me. Oh, no. And Jesus said, deny yourself you got, you and I, we have to die to us. (laughs) We got to die to us. Because Lord knows that there's some, I want to say some things. Quite frankly, I want to do some things. But then those things that I say or those things that I do don't honor God. And, and, and my lifestyle should worship God. And the only way my lifestyle can worship God is I got to deny myself. I got to surrender unto him and his will because I found out that the God is the only person that's in my tomorrow today. He's the only person that's in my tomorrow, today. He already knows what's next. And now I'm acting out of my feelings and my emotions because I want to make myself feel good, but I'm turning down a creation of God Almighty. Now I'm dishonoring myself. But more importantly, I'm dishonoring God. Amen. We have to learn to deny ourselves. I, I, I know. I know you want that other pork chop. <laughs> I know you want that extra scoop of ice cream. But you know you're not supposed to have it. <laughs> you know you're not supposed to have that big slice of cake, if any at all. Where's your willpower? Or is it just your willpower? Or have you submitted yourself unto him? I know she look good. I know he look good. I know he does. You don't have to act on it. Where's your willpower? Or have you taken your willpower and submitted it unto his willpower? Have you made him Lord? Because if you made him Lord, you wouldn't cuss your wife out. You wouldn't cuss your husband out. You wouldn't show up to work late every day. My lifestyle can worship God. Others should see you and I as born again believers, and know that there's something different about us. Not in a strange way, but in a good way. Because the Bible calls us (laughs) peculiar people. (laughs) We've been called out of darkness and placed into his marvelous light. (laughs) We're chosen generation, a royal priesthood. That's who I am. (laughs) Not because I am, but that's because he says I am. Glory to God. not because of anything that I've done, but by his grace and his mercy, I am. Guess who he says I am? I have exactly what he says I am to have, and I will do exactly what he's called me to do. Amen? And then number three, being led by the Spirit. I've been kind of talking about that already, being led of the Spirit look at romans Romans chapter eight, and look at verse number fourteen Romans eight and fourteen if you haven't had if you have not read the book of Romans, it is a very impactful book full of God's wisdom over to God eight and fourteen verse fourteen says this for as many. As are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Or as many. As are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You you and I have to have faith to be led by the Spirit. You and I have to have faith to be led by the Spirit. You got to trust God to be led by the Spirit of God. Jesus went away and he and he he says, "I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you a helper."
0: Uh,
1: the Bible calls him the Great Paraclete, the Holy Spirit of the Living God that He's poured into you and I as believers. I can go to the Holy Spirit of the living God who dwells on me. And his duties and responsibilities, watch this, is to lead and guide you and I into all truth. He's our helper. He's our advocate. He's our intercessor. He's our standby. He's our comforter. If you had the greatest counselor that you could call at any hour of the day to get advice and wisdom on any subject matter, and they knew about it, not only did they know about it, but they knew how to appropriate it into your life so that you can miss some of these things in life that hold you back or drag you down, would you call on that person? If they gave you carte blanche and said, call me anytime, and it didn't cost you nothing to call them, but a level of obedience. That's the challenge for a lot of us. Because we ask, but then when it doesn't happen at the rate we want it to happen, now we pull back and now we want to put our hands in it. Because now I got to make something happen. My back is up against the wall. I got to make something happen. Well, how did your back get up against the wall? It did not happen overnight. It takes time to build good credit. It's a It takes a matter of moments to tear it all down. And so, remember I said your words are seeds. What have you been saying? How did you get to the place that you're at today based on your choices, based on your decisions that you made? Good, bad, or indifferent. They're your decisions. They're my decisions, every one of them. But if I take my decisions and I go to my helper, And I inquire of him as to what I should do because he already knows everything about everything, especially about my situation that I'm coming to him about. And now all I got to do is hold my horses and wait till I hear from him. And watch this. If I don't hear from him, I'm not pulling the trigger on a thing that I'm thinking. Because I heard this said if it's my will, it's gonna be my bill. I'm gonna to have to pay that invoice. If it's God's will, it's God's bill. It's his responsibility. <laughs> and every day I wake up and I look outside, and I see there's still a heaven and there's still in earth. I know that not one jot or tittle of His word has failed. <laughs> Amen. Be led of the Spirit. Galatians chapter five, again another passage of Scripture that has oh, a ton of wisdom. Uh, look at verse number. 16, verse number 16, and it says, Galatians chapter 5, verse number 16, and it says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. What does that mean? Be led by the Holy Spirit of the living God. Let him lead you. Before you go and pull the trigger and buy that big house, Talk to God first. Let him lead you. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights, comes from above, from the Father of lights. Every good and perfect gift. All the promises of God are yes and amen. No good thing will he withhold from you and I? No good thing. So why wouldn't I go to him and inquire of him if I should pull the trigger on this or not? Before I go by that house, before I marry her, before I marry him, get my emotions and my feelings out of the way and go to the creator, the one who... (laughs) In Jeremiah 29 and 11 said, I know the thoughts (laughs) that I think towards you. Thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you an expected end. He already has an end and desire for you and I. He already has it. But no. We got to go off how we feel. We got to do our thing. RB saying that back in the day say this my thing. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. <laughs> it's your thing. Do what you wanna do. <laughs> but be led by the Spirit. Make Jesus Lord. Deny yourself. That that's a that's a that's a big one right there. You know, that's a big one. You can't make Jesus Lord without denying yourself. You can't. You can't say he's Lord and do what you want to do or how you feel you want to do. You can't. They go hand in hand. And you really can't deny yourself without being led by the Holy Spirit. Make Jesus Lord. Deny yourself. Be led by the Spirit. When you accomplish those things, Now the word is infiltrating your, your life. Now that's what's getting into your heart. And now when pressure times come upon you, the word is what's going to come out of you. That's a whole, nev- whole other level of living. You've been living down here at this level, and you thought this was good. You want better, but you thought this was good. I can can live with this. But I'm telling you, dear heart, there's another level of living that you can go to that supersedes this living, this level. Well, how can you say that, preacher? I can only tell you what the word says. Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. (laughs) See, he can't do exceeding abundantly in our lives if we don't allow it. And to allow it means I've got to submit. I've got to make Jesus Lord. I've got to die to myself. I've got to deny myself. And I've got to be led by the Holy Spirit of the living God. Heavenly Father, your word has gone forth on this evening, just as you've given it unto me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing back to remembrance so many other things that you had shared with me to share with your people that I did not even have in my notes. Thank you. And, Father, I thank you for those that have heard your word, Father. Your word has gone forth to us and to them. And, Lord, I pray that they, have, they will take your word and it will profit them because they've mixed it with faith. They stand strong on your word. They've made you their rock-solid foundation that they're building their lives on. And when the storms of life come and the, and the challenges in life come, Father, that they're standing tall and standing strong, they will be like the three Hebrew boys. They will not look, smell appear like what they've been through. Father, I do thank you. I thank you and praise you for it now. I lift up uh, our host, uh, Reverend Ray Rose, Father. I thank you that every need of his is met, Father. I thank you, Father, that no good thing will you withhold from him, Father. I thank you that the Holy Spirit of the living God is revealing things to him, Father, fresh revelation, knowledge, and understanding Lord, anoint him afresh, Father, that he may continue to do the work that you've called him to do, Father. Now, Satan, I remind you of your permanent place where you have no dominion, no power, no authority over us, over our thoughts, over our words, nor over our actions. Because we are the blood bloodwashed washed children of the Most High God. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We've been called out of darkness and placed into our God's marvelous light. And, Father, I thank you that when men and women see your children, Father, that they will see you, Father. And, Daddy, we give you all praise. We give you all glory. We give you all honor. And it's in the matchless name of Jesus that we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Brother Ray.
0: Amen, amen. Thank you, Brother. Thank you, Pastor Cleopas. What an awesome word, an awesome closing of the series. And building a word-cultured life, uh, part three. Now, I do, uh, real quick, I do want to let those know that if you miss part two uh, or part one, you can always go back and listen to it on When Christians Speak radio dot com. Okay, with Speak radio dot com or with dot com. Okay, you can also listen to it on Blog Talk Radio, Speaker, and Jessica Davidfield. We're going to pray that announcer in a few minutes on a different platform. You can go back. And listen to the whole series, and in those platforms, you able, you will be able to share. So, Pastor Cleofus man, man, thank you for an awesome words, an awesome series, man. And you like right, that sometimes when you're preaching, God be dropping things nuggets into your spirit that's not in your notes when you write about it. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, no, doubt it. <laughs> so, no doubt about it. No so, doubt. We're gonna. Amen. We're gonna go ahead and get out of here. He's already closed the prayer. If you go, would like to get in contact with Brother Klefus, you can reach reach him at Kingdom Principles Ministry, twenty three at gmail dot com. Okay. Kingdom Principles Ministry at Gmail dot com. Amen. So y'all be blessed and uh we'll see you next month. Amen. God bless. Thank you, brother. Amen. 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 Thank you, Amen. Reverend
1: Ray. God bless you all. Amen.
0: All right. Amen.
1: You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Join us for our weekly broadcast, His Abounding Grace, with Minister Vanessa Williams. That's every Tuesday at 7...